Let's continue the sugya of Achoyvel, the sugya of Shechita, which is what we're learning Beis Hashem. So we're going to continue now and move on to the Tolda of this Kavaldiga Malacha, which is also very, very practical, very, very Negea. And until now, we've been discussing the killing of an animal, Alpi, the shape of Natila Sanashama, which is, of course, the Malacha of Shechita. However, I've got a, I've got a light cater for both now, right? Um, however, now we're discussing hachoiva, which means removing blood, just like in the Posik Vedsem, it's a Posik in the Torah, says, Kitam Nefesh. Blood is the Neshama, it's a chalik of the Neshama, right? And, uh, Mamash. And therefore, when a person causes blood to come out, to be removed from the body, so that is considered to be an Issa, of hachoyvel, which again, if it's done with a toyales, with a constructive purpose, needing the blood, that will be an isadoraisa, right? Because blood is the nefesh, kidamu a nefesh, that's the lotion of the Torah, which means that when you are removing the blood, you're removing the neshama, the nefesh from that specific mokoim, which is why causing something to bleed to be, is a isa on Shabbos Kodesh. Good morning, Duvi. So, the maisa like this, there is an interesting rambam, where the Rambam says, very interesting Kedish, the Magad Mishnah goes crazy with this Rambam. And, you know, sometimes you learn Magad Mishnah, the Olam, no, when you learn the Rambam, then you look at the Magad Mishnah, and you're like, you see that, there's like a screaming match going on over there. The, 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 the Rambam says that the is of removing blood on Shabbos is an is of mafarik. It's like schita. It's like taking a lemon and squeezing it on a schnitzel. As they pass in the Rambam, Maganishus is Mecha Taisa. Where's the Rambam coming from? What's going on over here? Without going into all the details, we don't really pass in like that Rambam, but we do pass in that removing blood is going to be considered to be Hachoiva, which is the Malacha of, um, of Shkita. Now, just important to note, most of the Shailas, uh, Shaya that we're dealing with now are going to be a Malacha Shein Tsurich Gufa, which is a heavyweight Durabonon, and not a Duraisa. Why, Asher, is it not going to be a Doraisa? Sits <laughs> in the right place, you know, it's where he's sitting. Why is it not going to be a Doraisa, Ephraim? What do you say? Ezi, anyone? Rafal? What are you, Taina? Yaakov? Menachem, what? Meaning, meaning, it's a Menachem Shein Tzunagufa, because most of the blood that's going to come out, for example, when you brush your teeth, we'll discuss it in a minute, but when you brush your teeth on Shabbos, I'm not talking about a person that does. If a person, a guy out there would go and brush it, not chasrashon, a yid, no, a yid going to brush his teeth on Shabbos, but if a person would theoretically have the habamina of brushing his teeth on Shabbos Kodesh, right, what's the problem? It could cause it to bleed. Do you need that blood? I don't think so. Now, if you don't need the blood, that's a malacha she'ena tzricha laguf, and that doesn't make it mutter. What, are you with me? It doesn't make it mutter. But it makes it a heavyweight durabonon. Nafkamina legabe... Choyla, you have someone who's sick, sometimes there's a mockum to be makel. Hatzala members know that there are two types of removing blood before taking an injection or taking blood. That could be all sorts of shadows. For example, when you're taking a blood sample to use the blood, that's a malacha shesrika legufa. Then already it's a shadow of a daraisa. So now you have to be really careful. When a Hatzala member or someone like that doctor wants to remove blood in order to test the blood because he wants to see what's going on in Shabbos, something's happening, then of course, if it's Bukhach Nevesh, then no Shaila. But if it's not Bukhach Nevesh, you really have to know whether that's what or not because using the blood is a Melacha that's a Choyva, Mudaraisa. What would you be doing something like that, not Bukhach Nevesh? Again? Why would you be doing something like that, not Bukhach What do you mean? If a guy, for example, uh, I don't know, he's faint or a guy's in a situation that he needs to have an IV, a drip, whatever, 
he's not a Pekorach Nefesh situation, he's in a lot of pain, he's a Choyla, whatever it is, we need to hook him up. And in order to put the, the line in, they normally take out a little bit of blood, that's the Metzias. But you don't need that blood. So most times, it's a Melach HaShem Surah to go for anyway. And a Chanami, and a Chanami. Ah, in-house. Ah, beautiful. Very, very good. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai. Okay. Let's move on. Again, there's a lot of theoretical shilas over here. These are not halachal ma'isa, obviously. These are just theoretical shilas, just for the sake of, uh, you know, they show you something, it's for illustration purposes only. So this is what this is. This is for illustration purposes only. If a person hits his friend, that's what I told you, it's only theoretical, it's not a gale halachal ma'isa. But if a person would hit his friend, and he causes a bruise on Shabbos, or he causes the blood to actually come out. By the way, we mentioned this, we mentioned this by Rafua. That if a person bites, right, this is again by kids sometimes, they can bite whatever it is. If the bite, if the teeth actually, actually pierces the skin, that could be a major shile of an infection. that many doctors and atzolim members hold it, you have to call an ambulance on Shabbos Kodesh. Right, even if a kid just bites another kid and it pierces the skin. We discussed it when we learned Hilchos Rafua all the way back then. But the point over here is like this. When you hit somebody else, and that causes blood to come out, or it causes a bruise, by the way, in medical terms, what is a bruise? So most times what a bruise is, is it's the small blood cells that are under the skin, under the surface. You cause them to burst, and it causes the blood to be able to rise to the surface. Obviously, it's not going to go past the skin unless there's an actual cut over there. But it means that's why it comes to the front, and that's why you see a bruise at the surface of the skin. Now, I want to tell you a modika chiddush. Are you ready for this chiddush, Ben? This is a big chiddush. I heard this from Rabbi Falk, Zatzal. Rabbi Falk told me a modika chiddush. He said to me that all the sugya that you find of bruising, right, with all shilas of what we're dealing with today, when you hit someone or whatever, bruising and all of these things. So Rabbi Falk told me that's talking about a bruise that stays permanently. So, for example, a person uh, could, would trap his finger in a door, and that could cause some as the nail goes down. That could cause a bruise that lasts for a long time. That, says Rabbi Fel, that's the Shaila. But a small bruise that you'll do when you give someone a bit of a clap, and it, a little bit of bruise, you say, but it goes away after a small amount of time, that's not a Shaila Bechlal, because then the bloody tannies are not dead cells, whatever, it goes back into the system, and whatever. But you have to know, for example, we discussed right at the beginning, the Shaila of uh, when you go to a shul and you're a little kid, and there's an altiyid there that says, ah... Shmiel, azar, zisa, yingala. And he gives them a little azar. We should do a demonstration, Epis, no? So the Maisa, the Benish Chai, talks about this Shai. Uh, it's interesting, by the way. I only found this in the Sephardi's forum. I don't know what the Pshad is. But the Benish, the Benish Chai, the Benish Chai, and the Kafa Chayim, both of them, brings down that he says it's also to hold on to the skin for a long time until it goes red. Yeah, that's an Isidur Abbonon, he says. Benish Chai, um, in Parashas Ve'era, if you're looking it up, and the Kafachayim as well. Lemaisa Revel Yashiv Zatzal Paskin, Alocha Lemaisa, that there's no Kiyam. And therefore, if there's no Kiyam, it's Muta. So therefore, all those people, when you go into Shul, and they say, ah, Yankela, Gavaldik, it's Muta, there's no problem, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's beautiful. There may be other problems that we're not dealing with at this moment of time. That's not our sugya. But I'll upon him. If it's not going to last, then it is motochaim. Are you with me? Gavaldi. Let's move on. What's that? We'll talk about it. Next. Pus pimple. Let's say a person has a pimple and it's really bothering him. 
It's very painful, it's discomfort, it's not geschmack, it's bothering him. And he wants to squeeze the pus pimple to allow the pus to come out. Now, I don't want to go too much into the sugar because there are many, many different things that are in, in a gear to this. Um, there's talk about making a Pesach, la hachnes or la hoitzi. It goes in and out, that's the daraisa. Over here, Dovi, when I'm squeezing the pus pimple, I'm not interested in the Pesach. I don't want the Pesach, I just want the pus out. True, I need to create the Pesach in order for the pus to come out, but I'm not interested in making a Pesach. So according to that, it doesn't make a difference. According to that, since we're dealing with the situation of Tsar, again, we're talking about when a person is in a lot of discomfort, he's allowed to squeeze the pus pimple, even if a little bit of blood will come out at the same time. And the reason for that, Mishibur says it, the reason for that is, is because the blood that comes out when you squeeze the pus pimple, as long as you don't keep on squeezing and squeezing and squeezing, you only squeeze just to get the pus to come out. A little bit of blood may come out at the same time. That blood anyway was disconnected. That wasn't considered to be uh, connected to the bloodstream in that case. And therefore, again, it would be more to just to do the initial squeezing, if it's really discomfort and it really bothers you. However, to keep on squeezing, right, and continue and continue and get it all out, whatever it is, especially getting more blood out, which is fresh blood, that is a definitely going to be a shayla of hachoybel, which could be also. Yes? No. Just squeeze a little bit just to get the pass out. That's it. Anything that comes out. It's, 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 don't keep on squeezing. It's hard to say what the getter is exactly, but you have to know not to squeeze fresh blood. Removing a splinter. Again, very nagea. A person gets a splinter and he wants to take it out. That very often will cause bleeding, which is, of course, is considered to be a shayla v'chayvel. If, again, it's very painful or a child, discomfort, even for an adult could be as well, to take it out is going to be mutter. I bleeding. True, but remember the blood is a durabonon. That's why I mentioned to the beginning of today's shir, is that most of the blood that we take out is a malacha she'in a because I don't need the blood. The blood that comes out when I take out the splinter, it's not something that I need. So malacha she'in a srikhanagufa, but makam they were makal. Especially as Dubi said as well, is it could cause infection depending on where it is. But even without that, it would be mutter because I don't need the blood, and it would be a makam tsar. Now of course, if a person has a skin condition, that if he causes, when he scratches the skin, or uh, somebody mentioned Menachem, he said, if you've got a scab or something like that, right, of course you have to be careful not to scratch it in a way that's vade going to cause blood. But if you're scratching it in a way that's not vade going to cause blood, right, that's considered to be a dobasha in and if it's not a psikresha, then it would be mutter. Using a toothpick or flossing on Shabbos Kodesh would be depending on the situation, meaning if you know during the week when you use a toothpick, it causes blood to come out, or flossing for that matter could cause blood to come out, then Avadu, it's going to be also to do it on Shabbos, even if I don't need the blood. Not needing the blood doesn't make it mutter, Rabbi Say. It just means that it makes it durabonon. So we have to make sarif another thing, like for example, Mamakum Tsar. Flossing or using a toothpick would only be mutter in a case where it's not vadai that blood is going to come out. And brushing teeth, of course, fits into the same sugya, right? With Moshe has a whole truth of them in Chassidzkok also about brushing teeth on Shabbos Kodesh. There are be'etzim six isurim that a person can be over on when he brushes his teeth on Shabbos. Some of them, for example, just to mention, one of them, the famous ones, will be schita. Here we've mentioned it here before, right? The schita means that when I put the toothbrush under the water and then I put it over my teeth, it squeezes the liquid out, which has been trapped between the bristles, which is schita durabonon, which doesn't make it mutter, but it makes it an issa midurabonon of squeezing. Number two, there's a problem of the toothpaste, right, Yudla? We've learned that already here. We had that last week with the sugi of creams and mamreach, which, of course, toothpaste is, of course, muktzah on Shabbos Kodesh. 
there are other problems as well. What Achana, for example, Ramosha talks about afterwards. But our component, the sugi that we're dealing with today, is a choival, which means that when you brush your teeth, if you know that bleeding is going to happen, that's a psikration. That will be also even if it's not your kavana. However, if it doesn't happen every time, that might not be the issue, but you still got the problem of schita, you still got the problem of the toothpaste, and other problems as well. By the way, in Eitzah Tova, if you want to brush your teeth, and you know that brushing your teeth will not cause bleeding, here's the Eitzah. It's a simple Eitzah. Um, fill your mouth with water, stick the toothbrush in, and then you could brush, right? Because the schita is only when you're squeezing it from something into an area where it wasn't before, but if there's liquid everywhere, it's like going into the mikvah and you squeeze your hair under the water. There's no problem under the water, by the way, of squeezing your hair. People do that, by the way, when they go to mikvah on Shabbos Kodesh and they're worried about skita, which they should be worried. I remember Rabbi Zid Orbach told me one time he went to mikvah Shabbos morning, oi, boy, you saw cool Shabbos going on over there. Gefela chamatsev. Gefela chamatsev, he told me. But, uh, but one of the eighties that people do, the chasidim, for example, the langa pious. So what do you do with, with your, you know, some, not everybody wants, I mean, there are some people that want to do, they want to come to shul. That's that's part of the zakh, right? We don't even know if they went to the mikvah, could be they just went their pious. That's a different shayla. But they want to walk into shore lane with the with the pious over there with the kavali, right? So what do you do under the water before you you, you your head comes out? Five kavanas. We're not going into the kavanas of the mikvah. Is you do that under under the water, and you and you then you come out that way. In this way, sort of sort of, it's like neatened it out. Otherwise, you have got a problem. I right? do that on Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh, Shkita is Shkita. So upon him, take the toothbrush and you do it that way with the water ready in your mouth. Or mouthwashing, if you want to use mouthwash, you could use that also. Or they make Shabbos toothpaste, which is liquidy. You put that in your mouth and you squeeze. This way it's no problem. It's like, for example, just again, again I'm just telling the oil and the right? I'm going to say this in the base medrash, but they have next to the toilet, they have a toilet cleaner sometimes, and sometimes, but maybe in the oven, it needs to be used. Now, obviously, the problem is, skita, it's like a toothbrush. The bristles on a toilet cleaner are often packed together very tightly. Water is sometimes trapped between them, and by, you know, cleaning, which is a gavalda gazak, the gavalda gazak, says a person has to make sure to leave everything, not, not, make sure not to disgust anyone, because that's the cheshman, the gavalda says, if a person gives, you know, makes someone disgusted, a component to clean it, on Shabbat, could be a problem of skita. So what do you do? Very simple, the eight is again, is you flush the, you press the button so the water's flying all over the place. While the water's flying all over the place, you clean because then you're not doing an act of schita in a normal way. So therefore, brushing the teeth could be more in that way. Otherwise, brushing the teeth would have had to be offset. Of course, if it makes it bleed even in water, that will be a problem. Last sugar of this malacha that we're going to be discussing of today is, of course, the famous sugya of killing lice on Shabbos Kodesh. Now, there's a famous machoikas in the Gemara in Shabbos Kuzayinam base. Major machoikas. If killing lice is an issa or not. Nafkamina. Right? This should not be negay. I'm going to give everyone here a bracha. You should not be negay when you have children. Anyone with children knows this is a big bracha to have. You never have to worry about lice with your children. But Ezra's Hashem. Now, if on the odd chance your neighbor... Your neighbor knocks on the door and says, I wasn't by the shay and I didn't get the, you know, so, so what do I do in such a situation? And they're asking you to pass on the shayla. Are you allowed to kill lice on Shabbos Kodesh? Now, I'm not going to get onto the shayla when you take lice out, because that could be a shayla, right? Because obviously you're pulling out the hair. That would be a problem, right? The Ravosna talks about in Shuba, he says maybe just hold the hair for one, like hold the, the root of the hair, and with the other finger take it out. This way you hold the hair. Boy, it's not boy, we discussed it here once before, it's not boy, it's not considered to be tabaivas, right? And there's enough Kamina that uh, says the bells are dying in Shevet HaKohasi, Chelek Vov, whether or not a person's allowed enough Kamina between lice itself, Kinim, and the actual egg that it lays, because the egg is often much tighter on. All right, whatever. The point is, is Kinim, is lice considered to be a problem of killing? 
What's the Shaila? Without going into all the Marmokoimis, just to tell you one thing, do lice come from a mummy and a tati? That's the Shaila. Meaning, are they, could they come from Puravu or not? Are they subject to that? And if not, maybe they're not subject to killing Bechlal. Machloikis in the Gemara, Rebelez in the Rabbanon. I'm not going to go now into the Svaris of Machloikis, but I will tell the Olam that according to many, Gedolei HaPoiskim. And just to give you some of the names, because the Olam sometimes like the names. And that is, for example... Um, the Chazanish paskas this way, the Alokha Lamaisa, um, Rav Desla in Mechtav Melio. I don't know how many times we're going to mention Rav Desla on the Marmakoimus in the Halacha Sheh. So here we're going to use the opportunity. Chelik Dalad, uh, page 351. Rav Zalman paskin that way. Chacham Ben Sina Bashaul in the Ola Tzion, also the Tzitz Eliezer. Chacham Ovadia in, uh, in, Halichas uh, Olam. Uh, Rav Chaim Kenievsky, Rav Falk told me many other Marmokomis as well that held that killing lice on Shabbos is actually muta. Rav Eliashev Lemaisa was machmeh, but even Rav Eliashev said that if a Mokom star, the child is in discomfort, which often they are, there's a Mokom to be makal in that case. I want to wish everyone a wonderful and beautiful day.